Hey, what's up? This is Rutherford. This is SMH, a student motivation hints podcast. I am your host. You're discussing ideas around productivity, motivation to become the best version of yourself academically or otherwise. And I got a special guest today here. Why don't you introduce yourself? So I am Miss Tooley and I teach English here at Saguaro. And how long have you been here? This is my third year. Cool. And so are you fresh out of college on that or was there a career before that? Yes, fresh out of college. I got my master's in education, so it was kind of like prolonged my mm -hmm. um, post-secondary career. But yeah, definitely. So what made you want to go into high school in particular? Um, I ended up having a really good like student teaching experience. I student taught at university high school. And so it was kind of like this very pure learning how to like teach experience because the students were super motivated already. And there wasn't a lot of, um, like needing to pull that out of them. And so when I came to Saguaro, it was definitely difficult, but it's definitely been very enriching, I would say. Um, and it's been a lot of fun to kind of get to know the students here. And I, I love teaching high school. So, yeah. So what age group do you have now? I have sophomores and then seniors. Okay. Is regular honors? Um, regular. Okay. So that's an interesting contrast, sophomores and seniors. Mm -hmm. right? yes. you, yeah. You find this pretty mm -hmm. different, right? Yeah. Def it's my first time teaching um, seniors, uh, but this is my third year teaching sophomores. And so I'm kind of like getting used to that age range. Um, but yeah. It's, it is very stark. So what what do you think is, if you've done seniors mostly, mm -hmm. what's the secret to motivating a senior? I think a lot of the times the seniors kind of come in and they just want to be done. And a lot of the, the job is to try to make it so that they are engaged in class and actually want to be there because I think they are battling just this natural instinct to not want to be here anymore. Um, and so just making sure that class is lively and engaging and that we're talking about stuff that actually like matters um, in their lives. I think that that's something that kind of makes the class time become like um, very substantial, I would say. Yeah. So you'd say what you're doing is working? I would, I, I would say so, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. So what sort of feedback do you get to let you know that, wow, they really do care and I have, I have struck on something? I think like coming into the second quarter, uh, having those relationships kind of like blooming in class, like with the students, um, where it becomes clear every single day that they're comfortable with me, that I'm comfortable with them, um, that they're there, they want to be there. When they don't want to be there, they're comfortable telling me that too. And then that kind of becomes <laughs> like a whole other thing. But definitely, I think, I think there's a lot to that. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And that's something that I'm really enjoying here mm -hmm. in second quarter. And um, I think it's something about post COVID too, where yeah. like you want to connect with them and you had, I mean, a year before, mm -hmm. right. Or you, yeah. your first year was like was the first year was like three quarters. Yes. Okay. And so, it shut down. So you had a little bit yeah. of a peak of normal. A glimpse. Right, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, it is kind of like, if you make that connection, it was so hard to make mm -hmm. that connection in first quarter. Yeah. And now I'm just starting to kind of see the, oh, wow, they do realize I care mm -hmm. and um, they do want to be here. And of course, I don't really have seniors. Yeah. So like this is something I'm talking about in terms of like freshmen and sophomores mm -hmm. um, that that you get that connection. But man, it, it is mm -hmm. like so nice. It's so rewarding. It's such an interesting kind Definitely. of development. Yeah. And know. I think something that's kind of helped 
I had some of my like seniors when they were sophomores. And so I think like the vibe was already kind of set like, okay, some of us know her, some of us like already know how she teaches. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think like with those students already on board, it made it a lot easier for it to just kind of be like, yes, already a comfortable environment. Yeah. But how do you create that from scratch? Like maybe now speak to your sophomores. Yeah, definitely. I think I did struggle this year with that more than my first year. Um, But I think what I've learned is you just have to be yourself. You just have to kind of be like a human. Um, I think that a lot of students have a hard time like seeing their teachers as like a human being. And so I think that the reception that I typically get um, is good in the sense that they are kind of like realizing like, oh, okay, like this is a person too. And so I try to set that vibe as quickly as I can. Um, It doesn't happen like automatically for me. I'm more of like an introverted person. So teaching can be difficult in that way. Um, But I've realized that like, if I show up as myself, they show up as themselves. And it's, we're able to kind of like find common ground that way. Yeah. So there are any like concrete specific things that you do um like a discrete thing that you would do on like a monday morning that says i'm a real person and i want you to feel comfortable being a real person in my class i think it happens kind of like more organically than me like coming in and being like okay today i'm going to display my human aspects but i think like modeling humanity and kind of being like um a multifaceted person who has bad days and isn't going to necessarily take that out on the kids, but like, will like express like, okay, like I'm kind of having a difficult day. Um, I think like it opens up like a conversation a lot of the time where they realize like that they can have difficult days too and still show up and still work hard. Um, I think by being able to ask them about their interests or like kind of have common interests, I'm relatively young. And so like, there is like this, um, aspect where there is a lot of overlap in a lot of the media I consume versus what they consume and things like that. And so I do kind of luck out, at least in this stage of my teaching career, of being able to be kind of like relatable or like knowing what they're talking about um, in regards to their interests. And so I think like being able to know that kind of stuff and being able to like explore that further um, has made lesson planning easier, has made like community building easier. Um, and kind of just creates an overall better environment. Yeah, cer- certainly it has. Yeah, but 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 what um, you know, like, do you just come in and say I'm having a bad day? Hey guys, like this is what happened over my weekend, or like, hey, did anybody see the news on this? Or are you are you giving it? Are you asking for them to kind of say, hey, how are you guys doing? Or like, what are you mm-hmm. guys worried about? Or like, oh, the you know, it feels kind of strange today, like. How do you how do you get that? I think what I do is ask them first and then I kind of mm-hmm. like once they start opening up that's when it becomes like more of a like give and take thing cuz like I said I am a little bit more like reserved um the like the first couple of weeks of school I always feel a little weird or like a little out of place um even if everything is fine and like there is no nothing going on um but I think like once they start kind of like testing those waters, it becomes really easy for me to kind of come prepared for those moments. Um, But the first couple of weeks are always just kind of like trying to figure out each other, I think, and trying to figure out like the vibe of each class. 
Um, but yeah, asking them what they care about. And then usually it does match up to what their classmates care about, what I care about, um, kind of finding overlap in values and interests. Yeah. Do you do that informally, just like as a conversation in front of the class at the start of class? Like, do you tie it we to We do content? bell work. Yeah, like we do bell work that is usually a personal question that's tied to content and it kind of like okay. tricks them into realizing that they do have some type of stake in this. Yeah. Um, so when we do get into content, it's like, hey, remember what we talked about for bell work? Like you already kind of have this like formulating um, in your mind and you already kind of showed me that you do care about this in some extent or you do have some experience with whatever we're talking about. And I think teaching English makes it really easy. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, like it's, it's really easy to just kind of like relate everything back to um, whatever's going on in their lives and like the themes of any novel, like how do we relate to this? Like they all do, whether they like want to admit it or not. Yeah. So do you see them making that connection and being like, oh, wow, this like book that was written in mm -hmm. a different country or in a different century or something actually does mean something to me? Like, do you, how do you get, do you get any explicit feedback or is it more like you, you think that it's, kind of connected both I would say like um for my sophomore specifically we do like dystopia type mm. um stuff we I think do... one of my kids told me they were like writing this dystopian mm -hmm. yeah we do like stuff that thematically like kind of just lines up to a lot of like the real world topics and so like we do get a lot of like moments where it's like hey this is like this thing going on in the news or hey this is like like I think that because the content kind of lends itself to be so like naturally relatable. Um, even if one student isn't necessarily grasping that, the person sitting next to them might be blurting that out. And then those connections kind of are made um, full group. Yeah. But it like right now we're doing Macbeth. And so far it's been like a little difficult to engage that. Yeah. Anytime with Shakespeare, mm -hmm. I'm sure that's just like. But it is like they always have something to say about it and they always have something to say about like the themes or like what they would do. And so I think like there is like this process by the end of the year, I think they're more like aware of like what's going on when it comes to like an actual like lesson plan. Um, but in the beginning, it's more of like this organic process of like we came into class and then we ended and we were like occupied the whole time. And they, even if they're not realizing that they're making these connections, like they're leaving with that connection. Like they're probably not going to remember like act two, scene one of Macbeth, but they might be remembering like some of the discussion we had around like superstitions or things of that nature where they were engaged mm -hmm. and they were able to kind of like in that moment, put it into the text. Yeah. So that's, that's, um, that's really fantastic. Do you, do you feel like, what is your main goal for them to get out of this? Right? Like, is, is it that like, do, cause I say that to my kids all the time. Like, I know you're going to forget what DNA mm -hmm. is and like all these, you know, discrete facts about the inner workings of cells and stuff. But ultimately I tell people and I'll tell my students, like, I just want you to leave mm -hmm. my class with a good, a good lingering taste in your mouth for science. I just want you to feel like, you know, like that uh, it's not, yeah. Right. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's more like the feeling that I want you to leave Definitely. this class with. Definitely. Is, is that something you know, absolutely. And I think like something that um, was very like gratifying for me as like a teacher is I'll have like seniors that I had like last year come by and tell me like, oh, my God, I was thinking about like Animal Farm like the other day. And, you know, like that Napoleon character, like I was watching the news. And, and so like they make those connections anyways. But I also like 
my goal isn't necessarily to make them like experts on like Animal Farm, the novel. It is to kind of like come in there and leave a better person than you were and kind of like be able to talk about these things that um, are interesting and are like philosophical a lot of the time. And like they weren't going to be thinking about anyways, unless they were in that classroom and being able to like make those connections, um, not just like internally, but like hearing somebody else who has a completely different perspective than then from them. Like I want them to be able to like learn that it's okay to kind of like come at it from a different angle and walk away with something different. And I think that in general, um, that is what ends up happening in most of my classes. And so I think that that's kind of like what I'm here to facilitate. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So in that, in that, in that same vein, I'm thinking about like that facilitation, it feels like that I, I, I share a similar thing here where I'm feel like I'm, I'm wizard of Oz <laughs> where I am like, I'm you, you, like you said in the beginning, you're kind of tricking them mm -hmm. into like making connections. Like you ask a question that is a little bit personal yeah. and a little bit content. Mm -hmm. So you're tricking them to yeah. like feel more open Definitely. And, and feel like this is an open community where they mm -hmm. can. Right. But then, but then also like that is tricking them into getting the work done. Definitely. And and then when we trick them to get the work done, mm -hmm. you you you're, you're almost like you're motivating them, but it's a trick. Like Definitely. It's, it's like yeah, absolutely. It's like they mirrors, have, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. You know, like I'm going to ask you this something personal about yeah. yourself, so that. But ultimately, we want them. I mean, mm -hmm. we want them to you know have like an appreciation for this stuff, and have more reflection. Yeah. But like we want them to like get good grades too. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. and then like. Ultimately, we know this is the best for them long term if they like mm -hmm. develop different ways of looking at the world, have good grades so they have more options future on. But like, it's just like, I, I do, I feel more and more like I'm just tricked. It, it is literally yeah, like, it's like how do you, exactly. Yeah, like there is a good, a good like reason behind it, but it is like, like staying awake, brainstorming, like, how do I get them to care about this? Because I know that like, if I was them, like, and I was walking into a classroom and I was like supposed to just like annotate a book or something, like I probably wouldn't care, but it's yeah. like all of these like different skills that kind of come through this process of tricking them. Yeah. yeah. It's like, mm -hmm. surprise, you yeah. got an A yes. and you learned something. <laughs> surprise, and you had a good day. Congratulations. Right, like, and then you yeah. had a good day mm -hmm. and then the kids like look back and yeah. you're like, you <laughs> son of a, you know, like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and that is like you just have to understand that there's mm -hmm. a significant amount of power there and there's a significant amount of of smoke and mirrors and conducting mm -hmm. your dude to create this like uh, almost a facade of yeah and, and they and they just get lost in it mm -hmm. and then they just like wake up one day and they're like whoa yeah i just absolutely. really enjoyed that piece of literature mm -hmm. and i also turned in all of my assignments <laughs> yeah, ex what exactly yeah. yeah no definitely and I think kind of like having an environment where they know that their teacher cares about them has made like all the difference. Mm -hmm. And I think that when they know that somebody cares if they're doing it or not, at least for the majority of them, like there is an increase in output or there is an increase in at least like trying. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's kind of like the environment that I'm at least trying to create. But yeah. Yeah. Well, and then you, you have some, I mean, you know, I, I haven't been in your classroom necessarily, but but I have had... A kid at least mentioned that that you're you're motivating them and inspiring them that and, is nice um, yes yeah and it was like four teachers were mentioned and <laughs> you were one of them so i mean i at least have some evidence because as a scientist you know i think about that, <laughs> stuff like that, that that you are that you are making that that difference and and i'm sure you get kind of like 
you know, some, some data too, when mm -hmm. kids feedback and they come back Definitely. and they say, I really like this or, yeah. or I've made this connection or something. And, um, but, but what, where does that motivation for you come from? Like, why don't you just, especially I can imagine young teachers mm -hmm. coming in, like I know when I started, yeah. I came in to be a biology teacher. Yeah. I walked in day one. I was like, we're going to talk biology mm -hmm. from day one to day 180. Like, yeah. we're, you know, and I know science. <laughs> I'm good at science. I know biology. And wait, you don't want to do your homework mm -hmm. and you don't care about yeah. how your cells work and how your body and how your well, I was just like, mm -hmm. I thought this was inherently interesting. Definitely. That was how my experience was like when I first started teaching too. And it was completely demoralizing and I didn't really know what to do with it at first. Um, and then I think I realized like it was almost like this back and forth kind of going on where they were learning and I was learning and we were both having fun. And I think I realized like that's when it went from like, I just want to like, like I, I want to like analyze quotes and I want them to be able to do this to where it became like, but that's not what it's about. And I think like realizing that became like the motivation for me to stay in this very difficult career that has a lot of um difficult things kind of surrounding it and i think like i know that that is just the best feeling in the world when you are able to like look out and see like the difference that you are making in individual students or in a whole group um i can't even imagine like a different kind of career at that point um and so i think that that's where my motivation like my motivation comes from the students and sort of like them being able to show up and grow in certain aspects and like rebound from a bad day um, and being able to show me that they care about the world when like the world is so dark all the time. And then it's like in the classroom. Yeah, there are, it's not always perfect. It's not always like the most ideal, um, like every second is not like perfect. But I think that there are so many like glimmers that kind of happen in the classroom that just make it completely worth it and then motivate me to show up the next day. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree. So, so what would you say is for students that are struggling, um, which is many of mm -hmm. them struggling with motivation, like there's a lot that we can do that will subversively influence them to be motivated. Mm -hmm. But if a student came up to you and was just like, I don't have any motivation to like, get this done or do this or get good grades or, you know, I'm checked out like senioritis is going to mm -hmm. come next semester and stuff. What do you say to that kid? It depends on the kid too, like getting to know them a little bit more. You kind of know like what they will respond to. And I think like some of them need validation for that first, like, okay, I understand. And where it's not like this complete, like, no, like you're not allowed to feel that way. Mm. I think being able to make them, realize that like there are hard things in life and there's like many things that like every person kind of like from adolescence into adulthood like kind of has to go through um that this is just one of those moments where like they don't know that they have it in them but they do have it in them and like they kind of just have to dig a little deeper and i think without fail when they do like they realize what they can kind of handle or what they can be capable of like later on in life um, because this is such a foundational time and this is kind of like where they are becoming like who they're going to be for the rest of their lives. And so I think like reminding them that like, this is 
like a pivotal turning point and like you are a good student and you I know you care about stuff and like I lack motivation too sometimes and being able to like show up every day and put on like a brave face even if there's something else going on I think modeling that has been a way to point to like point back at them like hey like if I can do this like you can do this and for the most part students are like very responsive to that I would say and being able to see like what they're capable of and telling them what they're capable of because a lot of the times like they have doubt and they just kind of need somebody to even show like an ounce of believing in them and they maybe have never had that experience before maybe every other teacher has just kind of given them a zero and left them alone um and I think maybe like just kind of like pursuing that a little bit more deeply is all they really need um but yeah and, and it would depend like on the individual right, student right. as well yeah. but in general I think like that is kind of how I would try to approach it yeah yeah I totally agree I mean I think that something I've been trying to kind of communicate to my kids and and think about myself is realizing like this is not an adversarial relationship. Mm -hmm. Like we are a team yeah. trying to get you to be motivated, successful. You know, it's not like I'm forcing something and you're pulling away. Mm -hmm. Once we realize that we're, we're both on the same team, then yeah. we can say, look, this is how I can help. How can you help? What do you bring to the table? This is what I bring to the table. And it's not just this like, oh, I'm not motivated. I don't want to do this. And you're like, yeah. well, you need to be motivated and do this. You know, yeah. it's like, this is, this is what, yeah. I, I find that, that when kids, the more they fight the process and the more they fight me and they feel like, and, and mm -hmm. how do I, you know, how do I convey to them? I mean, I think for a long time, I really did feel like it was adversarial. I really yeah. did feel like I was the, the guardian, I was standing between them mm -hmm. and the grade book. You know, yeah. and now I like to like physically walk out into the classroom and talk to them and say, listen, guys, it's us versus that computer mm -hmm. right there. Yeah. You know, like, how can I help you? Definitely. Let's like, you know, this, this is, this is the teamwork or what is the teamwork? You know, it's different for every Definitely. kid and, and everything. I, yeah. Each one needs something different, but. And I think like setting that tone of like, we are like in this process together. Like this isn't just me at the front of the classroom mm -hmm. and you like at your desk experiencing whatever it is. Like it is like this like simultaneous sort of like process that we're going through the entire year together of like learning from each other. And it's way more than just like whatever the homework was or whatever it was that the story we were reading in class. Like in fact, like most of the time it's way, way beyond that. So I think that setting that tone of teamwork is incredibly important. Yeah. Great, cool. Well, that's a that's a good place to end, and I appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that is, it's pretty fascinating to to hear about your journey moving so quickly because I yeah. feel like I went through that journey, mm -hmm. but it's taken me ten years, and it's taken you a couple. I definitely have bad days still, but oh, sure, yeah. I know you do. Today's a bad day. This conversation yeah. is really mm -hmm. like, yeah. you know, restoring my faith, but but today was like really rough for for many reasons, and and it's not, and that's the thing to to tell kids too is mm -hmm. like it's not about having being motivated all the time. Yeah. It's not about having a good day all the time. Mm -hmm. That's not that's not reality. That's yeah. not life. That's not that's 
and that's not what you're going to have mm-hmm. in the future. So I don't want to prepare yeah, you definitely. to think like, oh, well, if you have a bad day, you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Something's wrong. I mean, yeah. It really. A lot of it is like just it. showing up the next day and trying again. Yeah. Too. Mm-hmm. Right. When yeah. You can, when you can push through that. And some days are great and some things are, are wonderful. And sometimes <laughs> it's more of like a delayed gratification. Definitely. Like, a lot of it of is later. very delayed. A lot of it is reflective rather mm-hmm. than in the moment. But I think that that reflection is usually very beautiful. So yeah. And that's, and that's what I love doing this podcast for and and really thinking about is that without that, like stop and reflect. And I've Mm -hmm. been forcing that on my kids a lot, lot too. And I, I use it in, in in case of science, I can kind of like mask Mm -hmm. it as like, Oh, we're doing a discussion or reflection. Like in science, we're just writing up the experiment, Mm -hmm. you know, but really I do think that that power of reflection is, is unbelievable. And I didn't, I guess I just didn't have that for the longest time. And I'm now starting to be able to do it really quickly and in real time and whatnot. And then they kind of learn it as a skill too, where they're constantly reflecting. Yeah. Yeah. And I do that in Mm -hmm. front of them too, saying like, okay, well, last unit we did this or last week this was a problem. Yeah. Talking out loud and processing like your own like quote unquote failures or like, here's what I'm going to do differently this time. Or like this didn't work. I feel like being able to show that I get so much more buy-in because I think when I first came into teaching, I thought like I have to like be perfect and I have to like seem like I know what I'm doing. And for the most part, you like, have to know what you're doing to a certain extent because you but, have to display yeah, competence definitely yeah like as long as you but <laughs> not perfection competence. You know? yeah and i think like once i realized like wait i'm actually getting more buy-in from just like being myself and being able to admit like oh okay wait tomorrow we're gonna try this instead or you know like this is how we're gonna like refine whatever it is maybe that they were doing like i think like being able to have that balance between me and them they're way more receptive to criticism or constructive feedback when it's like I'm constructively giving right live right. feedback of myself. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And displaying that, mm-hmm. that reflective personality. Well, it's awesome that you have, and I think that's that's the key to you know making this this thing work and making a <laughs> yeah. difference. You know, definitely. Because yeah, and making it work well too. You mm-hmm. know, it's like I, I I think lots of times I'm like, listen, we could show up and give easy worksheets and. And mm-hmm. give a test once a month and just give out A's and B's like Halloween yeah, candy. Mm-hmm. Or you can know actually, yeah. We can also we can make a difference and and make it sustainable and and yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, but but it is, you know, takes a lot of work and it's tough. But I mean, like there's a way to do it right. Definitely. So, yeah. Cool. Well, well, thank you again. That was um that's really nice. We'll have to do this again sometime. Absolutely. But, um, I appreciate it. So if um if you're listening to this conversation and you enjoyed what you hear, uh please look back in the archives at other interviews and other things that uh other topics I've talked about on this podcast and share it with anybody else that you think would benefit from it and rate review, subscribe or whatever to uh, grow the community. Thank you.